All right, everyone. Welcome back to episode 25 of the Forgettables podcast. This is a podcast where we go through podcasting and other random topics that are going through our minds right now. Uh, today, we are joined by, uh, again, Asad Patel. He was on yesterday uh, and we're, we brought him back on. He's going to be a regular contributor to this show in the future. Um, we might He might even be the third co-host if he's able to uh, kind of consistently join but today, I want to give a disclaimer real quick before we even get into it, is we're not really talking about a podcasting topic. We're just going to be talking a little bit about the purpose of poetry. Uh, I have some thoughts, and really, I'm just going to rant a little bit, and then uh, we'll kind of have a discussion with the rest of us as well. So if you are here for the podcasting tips, you might want to just skip this episode. Uh, if you are into poetry and, and you have some thoughts, you might want to stick around and, and listen to this. So... Uh, what I'm going to do, Asad and, and Rafi, is I'll tell you guys what I've been seeing, and then we'll kind of open it up and uh, discuss what the purpose of poetry is uh, for you guys, like personally. And I do want to make another disclaimer. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you guys, but I am not a poetry expert. I am like not even close to like a serious student. I'm the, the very basic beginner uh, in poetry. And specifically, we're talking about here is Urdu poetry, Farsi poetry. Uh, Punjabi poetry. Uh, and, and in particular, like within that, I would say mystical poetry, Islamic mystic poetry. Um, so uh, are you guys, I don't, I don't want to make any like assumptions, but are you guys in the same boat as me or are you guys are more familiar or less familiar with poetry than I am? Yeah, I, uh, I listen to a lot of Shakespeare, man. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, we're not talking about Shakespeare today. That's not the topic of discussion. <laughs> y'all suck um, i yeah nah, i mean uh, i feel like i'm i'm pretty similar to what you're thinking maybe a, maybe a notch below gotcha so nah, i was um, just messing i don't i don't listen to shakespeare i have i mean i'm not into as as much into poetry as you are but here and there some lines i'll be like oh wow yeah no i got you like that's i would say i'm in the same level except i like every once in a while i'll read a book and I'll have discussions with some people that are into it, right? So I think that's really where I'm at. I don't want to claim that I'm an expert or I'm a student or anything like that. I haven't studied this like professionally or, or like, you know, seriously at all. Um, I, I read and that's about it, right? So with that disclaimer, here's what I wanted to talk about. So are you guys on Clubhouse? I know Ruffy, you're not. Uh, Asad, are you? No, I'm not an iPhone user, so no. Okay, gotcha. So Recently, I've been on Clubhouse, and I know you guys probably have seen that we do like a ball deep dive uh, every week on Friday. So I do it with Mufti Abdurrahman, uh, and we just go through Iqbal's poems, and Mufti Saab breaks it down, like each line with like Quran, Hadith. Like essentially, he does tafsir of the poem with Quran and Hadith. So he's explaining it, and to support his explanation, he's using uh, the lens of Quran and Hadith, right? And so for me, that's something that like I just get an insane amount of enjoyment listening to, right? And so for me, poetry has always been this kind of thing where like I have books, right? So I have, uh, if you guys know Mulan Hakim Akhtar Saab, Rahimahullah, he wrote a uh, exegesis of Mulan Rumi's Masnavi, right? So essentially, like just uh, what is an explaining. Just explaining what the, the stories mean, what the lines mean, uh, what it means for us, bringing it back to 
the reader, that kind of thing. And when, dude, when you open the book, man, I don't know how to explain it. Like when you open the book, you can just feel the newer, you know what I mean? Like you can feel this is like someone is sharing, like someone's heart was broken. And so like, let me, let me back up. Even if you read translations of Rumi that are done well, not the ones that are like Westernized and, uh, you know, all about like boyfriend, girlfriend, like all that stuff, like not, not including those. If you read, there's some good translations. There's a guy named Jawid Mojaddadi. I think that's his name. He has, I think he's done volume one, one through four. Uh, he's done a really good translation. It's, it rhymes and everything. Even if you read that translation, you can feel like even not reading the Farsi, just English, you just feel like, oh my goodness, like you feel the newer. You know what I mean? You feel like, man, this this guy's heart's broken and he's like sharing that pain with you, right? And and you feel it in your heart. And so same thing with like uh, when you're reading this, uh, uh, the the book of Molana Hakim Akhtasab and Iqbal, personally, I haven't done much personal study on. Most of the study I've done with Iqbal has been with my teachers. So again, like I'm not actually reading that on my own. It's just uh, the teachers that I'm with, they kind of share it from their lens. And of course you feel that when you're looking at it with your teachers, right? And so what I've been seeing on Clubhouse is that a lot of these groups, I go in to listen because the title is Iqbal, but then you get into the room and you don't feel that. You just, it'll be a roomy room. Uh, and it's like, you know, you're just talking about like, this word means this, this word means that. Is you don't feel the same pain. Man. It's like, you don't, like the whole point of the poem in my uh, like for me is like feeling what the author felt, right? Like explaining a story, explaining the pain of separation uh, and really giving that feeling to the reader, right? Like sometimes you guys know it when you hear the Urdu poetry, you know, like you, I'm sure you guys hear like, Ki se and it just hits, you know what I mean? Like, especially like in a khutbah or something, it's just like, oh man, like boom. And you just feel it, right? Like, I haven't been feeling that thing. And I've just been thinking like, what, what is like, what's going on? And I think my thesis, this is my reflection or what I'm seeing is that there's, there's two things. Number one is that there's a, I think there's a decent amount of people like me who really haven't studied uh, Quran Hadith like that, right? They're not ulama and they're trying to do their best just translating or just reading on like Google, like what the translation is. And that's it, right? And it's just like the surface level, what you're getting. So I think that's one category. The other thing is, I think there's certain people that go out of their way to not mention the Quran Hadith lens. And I think those are the rooms that kind of are starting to pick up more and more traction for some reason. And it's boggling my mind. I'm like, why would you want to listen to this if we're not talking about Quran Hadith? For me, the whole point is... When you listen to this, you feel closer to Allah. Like you, uh, Allah Akbar is talking about like uh, uh, ishq for Rasulullah or ishq for Allah, right? And it's just like, you feel it. You know what I mean? It's like, if we're not talking about that, if we're not translating that ishq that he had from the person speaking to the person listening, then what's the point? Like, what are we doing here? And, and so I felt like that in numerous rooms that I was in. And I was like, all these people are talking about the same stuff. How come it's that like uh, in one room, like when I'm talking to Mufti Saab and, you know, he's going through this, right? I, I feel it. And then in these other rooms, they're just kind of like, there's, you don't hear any hadith, you don't hear any Quran, 
And it's just like, you can feel that it's, it's devoid of that newer. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how else to phrase it, but um, yeah, those are, sorry for ranting and rambling on and on, but that, those are my thoughts uh, for you guys. I want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts? I know Ruffy, uh, you're a little bit more familiar with the, uh, you know, like the uncles and, and stuff like that. Like you're a, uh, in that circle a little bit. So what are your thoughts? Uh, and also, I also want to get your thoughts. Like what is the purpose of poetry, right? Like, what is it that people are like, what do you guys go to poetry for? Or if, if you listen to poetry, what benefit does it bring to you? Uh, Ruffy, you can start. So I think personally, uh, when people that I have, the circles that I've been in, and when I hear them talk about poetry, it's always, it's, it's like very inspiring when the poetry is spoken directly in terms of praising God and praising the religion of Islam, you know, and as we know from the prophetic uh, times as well, that uh, Prophet Muhammad, uh, there was a companion of the Prophet that used to write poetry against him. And then he started writing poetry in defense of the Muslim and Islam. And when a lot of these poetry and a lot of these lines later on, you know, we have, I mean, you, you, we're talking about like the poets that everyone knows in general, you know, like you have Rumi, you have Iqbal, you have Mirza Ghalib and all this stuff. But then they're also like the, the scholars of the Muslim time, like Imam Shafi'i, Imam Maliki, like they all have their poetry as well i think one of the things that i've always noticed that how it's always inspirational and how genuine it is when they're able to express themselves and in, in a really really beautiful form you know i mean there's nothing wrong with poetry but if you're able to express it in the most ethical way and the most uh genuine way possible your feelings and the 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 origin of that that emotions is very explicit and clear when you actually try to understand what these people are saying in their poetry. So that's, that's something that I've, I've noticed when I've heard these kind of lines and, and uh, I would say phrases. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And I think you, you brought up Hassan ibn Thabit, yeah. he, um, yeah. what this crazy story is uh, the, when Rasulullah was coming to Medina, the, like this guy was a, big poet right so they were like dude you need to go and like you need to diss uh the prophet and so he goes and as soon as he sees the prophet all the only things that come out of his mouth are praise for it was it was insane and i don't know the actual arabic poem but uh, essentially the the gist of it is that like uh, he had to lower his eyes because he was afraid that he was going to go blind because of how much uh, like light was emanating from Rasulullah. Like, so he went to go this Rasulullah and he actually gets there. And that's the kind of poetry he's, uh, he's saying. And when, so like, that's one of those poems, like you mentioned is like, when someone drops that, it's like instant, like it just hits you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instantly you can feel, yeah, because you, you know what it is? Go I ahead. Think, uh, no, I, I think you were going to cover that. Is that it's just that because it's not like a pre pre plan or like pre thought, you know, like a lot of these days you have, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not in a position to like, you know, judge anyone, but you have a lot of spoken word artists that I assume they take some kind of like planning and like writing it down. And even like, I think poets, uh, the poets of the times that passed, even like, I think they, 
they put some thought into it, you know, and there's a difference between, you can always tell the difference between like a really, really thought out, uh, well-written or well-memorized, uh, well-rehearsed poem versus something just comes out right in the moment, right away. Like there's a huge difference when you see in the, in the wordings. And of course, we, we're not, we haven't heard anyone actually say it uh, from the poets that passed away. But when, when you look at the wordings, there's a huge difference you can say, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, what they're able to do is they have a certain feeling inside of them and they're able to express it in a way where other people can also get that feeling just by listening. That's like the, the power in it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like Iqbal Rahimullah, for example, like he feels a certain way about, um, you know, loving the Prophet Sallallahu And through those words, through that feeling, he's, feeling he's able to communicate that in a way where like someone else can feel it it's almost like if you watch a movie for example uh and and you start feeling what the character is feeling like you feel sad for the character you know what i mean in a in a way that's like what art is right like you take what you're feeling and you make the other person feel it right so uh Asad Bhai, do you have any thoughts on that for me poetry obviously i wish i had more zeal and more time to really put some you know effort into it but i mean poetry for me is a connection between the mind the heart and the soul oh drop the mic there <laughs> where those three things come together in the reality that's where poetry is you know at its best where you know you see that you know people are using Rumi to write lines for their girlfriends or boyfriends, so on and so forth. And other times people are using, you know, poetry for their own personal, you know, purposes or preferences. But, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm like a big advocate or a big lover of poetry or anything like that. But I mean, there is a spot in my heart for it because it does, it does touch you. Um, and one thing I've been listening to repeatedly for the past few weeks, and this has to do with the fact of the current state of the world, um, there's one, it was in the sheet, you know, by Junaid Jamshid, which is, he was the one who did the nasheed, but these lyrics are really old. And there's another scholar from Pakistan, Manatarik Jamil he uses these lyrics a lot as well. I mean, I know I'm saying lyrics, but wordings, poetry, but the one where it's So, you know, basically telling you that this world is, you know, it's, you know, when you connect yourself too much to the world, that there may be some benefits that come out of it, but not everything is beneficial, but rather you have to connect yourself to the hearts of each other. Mm. Mm. And that's what poetry is basically trying to teach you, in my opinion, this is obviously my opinion, that we get so overindulged with the worldly affiliations that we don't look at the heart of the affiliations. And, you know, people, they try to make whatever they can out of poetry. But if you, like you guys were talking about Hassan Basabit, uh, and uh, he, he wrote the beautiful words. I don't know the exact translation right now. I used to know it pretty good. But the one where he talks about the Hassan and Jamal, the, the beauty of the beloved Prophet Muhammad And there's one verse in there where it talks about that no woman has given birth to a child like you and no woman will give birth to a child like you afterwards as well, where the words are mm. saying that. So you see that there's a really deep meaning behind what he's saying. And 
and basically with his words like he was he was if you guys know he was a really weak man like they wouldn't take him into wars to fight he wasn't strong enough to do that so much so at the time of khandak when the battle of the trench he was actually housed in the house with women and children and uh the uncle the aunt sorry the aunt of prophet sallam safia the sister of uh hamza radiyallahu she she told him here's a stick go beat up the spy and he's like Do you think if I could beat somebody up, I would be sitting here with the women and children? So she wanted to do that <laughs> herself. Um, but, it, but but it goes to show you that he he wasn't the most you know bodily or the most you know strong man as we would say. But that's not where real masculinity is. It, it comes from what he's able to project just by his words, which are written, or just by his words that are spoken. That is able to you know completely destroys. somebody somebody's willpower somebody's you know ideologies just by a few words mm. so it's you know poetry it can it can really affect somebody in in a different way depending on if the recipient is somebody who you're trying to benefit or trying to give something good to or if the recipient is somebody who you're trying to mentally and spiritually destroy to be honest with you and you know you were mm. talking about you were talking about the rohani aspect which is you know where people are trying to take poetry <coughs> excuse me they're trying to take poetry and they're trying to put it into their own aspects and take it out of its real element and they may be able to derive some benefit for themselves but they're really taking it out of its element to try to fit their scale or try to fit their ideology and it, you're never going to derive the real heartfelt benefit out of it or the real heartfelt how can i say it the essence you're not going to be mm. able to get that essence because you're trying to you know when my son he has these toys where you know you can put the triangle but it won't go into square thing you basically you might be able to get <laughs> one shape inside of you know the other spot because of the size but you're not going to get that real you know oh i satisfaction so what you're looking for satisfaction yeah when you listen to mufti abdul rahman you're going to get that satisfaction but when you go into these rooms and i think you were talking about where people are trying to mix ikbal's poetry and you know marxism and philosophy and you know maybe why my sofa looks like this it's not going to come together <laughs> and, and that's yeah. just my opinion no that's uh that's profound man thank you for sharing so i guess the question that i have uh for you guys and then we'll we'll close is do you guys think i should you know join these rooms and kind of listen to what they're saying uh and, and try to learn from them or do you think to just focus on self study and and not really uh pay you know join those rooms at all i mean i personally think that, i mean if it's something that interests you then you can you can join and see what it's all about and if it's of course enhancing or growing your uh knowledge or is it even like you know making it better for you but if you join that and you feel like it's taking you in like a direction that's like not good for you if it's like mixing random things that are like really irrelevant and then you would know yourself that if you're supposed to be in these rooms anymore or not hmm. i mean for me it's about you know i i listen and watch a lot of different things so much so that i'll even watch certain um speakers who speak against my values and my beliefs but the reason i do that is to understand their perspective from a very educational background 
So like Ruffy's saying, don't, if, you, if you're seeing you're not deriving any benefit from it uh, and it's taking you in the wrong direction, that what, that's not where you're wanting. You're wanting obviously the heartfelt connection between you and the poetry, which brings you closer to Allah. But instead of that, it's taking you in a different direction. Yeah, I, I would avoid that at all costs. And, and one of the things about it is you were mentioning Sheikh Hakim Akhtar at the beginning. That's actually where I started my religious journey was in one of his madaris, in one of his schools. And uh, oh, and uh, they every Thursday, um, Thursday or Fridays, depending on when the speaker was able to come, uh, they would send somebody from the, the, main, the main branch and they would have like, you know, not, not exactly a, a majlis of zikr, but basically somebody would come and they would be very well spoken and they would generally give a speech and there would be a lot of poetry involved. And I was very young back then, I was 13. So I really didn't get the benefit out of that. But there's that, there's that essence where they're trying to keep it alive, the poetry and the spirit of poetry alive. So, I mean, if you're really trying to get the spirit of the poetry um, and these rooms, like certain ones are giving you the benefit, then go for it. But obviously if they're, you know, like, like the whole thing with Rumi now where people are using Rumi as some sort of like, you know, hypnotist for romance, um, <laughs> you know, if that's the case, I would run away from the room. But if people are truly using Rumi for who he was, then, you know, then I would be like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's something, you know, even if it's a little bit of a different perspective, that's okay. But, you know, it just depends on what people are trying to make out of it. Mm, mm, that makes sense. I appreciate it. Did you guys have any last thoughts before we, uh, we close up? Uh, nope, I do not. I'm not much into poetry, sorry. So I'm just a very dry person when it comes to this. <laughs> Ruffy, <laughs> Ruffy's, Ruffy's life is a is a whole verse of poetry itself so you know he doesn't need any extra poetry in Ooh. There. yeah so <laughs> if uh, if 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 any if any like a avid uh, poetry writer or like a poet is listening please uh, reach out to me and, and you can write a <laughs> about my life uh, but no i think i think i don't have anything else to add either <laughs> awesome this has been a it's been a good episode I, I enjoyed it i know this was not one of the usual topics that we have on here about podcasting. Uh, but I do think if you are listening and trying to uh, take something away for your podcast, what I will say is this, that um, you are what you eat, right? So uh, when you are speaking on a podcast or you have a podcast, you have to make sure that you're consuming the right kind of content as well. So you're reading, uh, you're joining discussions uh, and kind of growing your your knowledge base to uh, match what you're trying to give uh, your audience. So it, it is important to make sure you're choosing the right uh, content sources and, and really taking a look at what you're consuming so that you can produce the best version possible uh, of your podcast. So uh, I know not directly related to podcasting, but that's what I'll, I'll try to tie it in like that. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.